Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the Abibitor State of the Union podcast. We have reached the halfway point of the season. Um, so we'll take a look at where everybody's at. Uh, last time we had, what, three undefeated teams, uh, two teams, one team only had, one team had two losses, one team had, I think, one loss at that point. Um, or might have been, we might have had four undefeateds and one with two losses. Uh, so we'll kind of take a look where everybody's at now. Um, knowing that this is Madden 20, you kind of, knowing that in real life, you know, they changed the playoff system this year. Um, and, you know, 20 is still going on. You know, the system that most of us have known our whole lives where, you know, two teams get their bye week forgetting the one and two seeds and then this year there's only going to be one team that gets a bye and everybody else has to play wild card weekend because they decided to add a you know another another team to the playoff picture um so it'd make you kind of wonder what the matchups would look like in our current season if we were following the same rules um but we'll kind of take a look where everybody's at uh take a look at the not so early playoff picture anymore. Um, I think things are starting to really kind of settle in and come together. Um, so getting right to it, we'll start off with Cleveland. Uh, and through the halfway point of the season, Cleveland is 7-0. and Um... In the second part of the season, they, or in the second quarter, I guess, they picked up, uh, they had three straight road games, um, all victories. Uh, one was over the Panthers. Um, that was in week eight. Uh, before that, they picked up a division win for the second time this season over the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Um, I believe last time we took a look at things, Pittsburgh was uh, at least it was the second place team in that you know division. Um, I don't remember how close they were. I think they might have been. I think they were two games back. I don't think Cleveland had really taken control of that division yet. Um, but picking up that win in Pittsburgh gives them a tiebreaker if the Steelers were to go on a run and somehow hang with the Browns um, being 7-0 and through the halfway point um, logic and you know the law of averages and everything tells you the Browns will probably maybe lose a game somewhere along the line I'm just not really sure where and who um but they all, the week seven, they picked up a victory in Denver over the Broncos. Um, that helps Kansas City out. Not that the Chiefs needed it because up to this, up to uh, second quarter, they were undefeated as well. Um, and the Broncos already had two or three losses. Um, and then week eight had a big game against the Panthers on Monday night in Carolina. Uh, that was a 41 to seven Browns win. Um, I know that game was played earlier today, but I 
was busy and not able to watch it, so I don't really know how it went. Um, judging by the score, I would guess that the you know Browns did their usual thing. There were probably a couple of bombs for touchdowns, uh, maybe some screens closer into the red zone that maybe broke for touchdowns or you know just straight runs for touchdowns. Um, don't well, I guess I can look at the box score probably. Uh, let's see. Um, it's about the only thing I really wish is when you looked at the box score, it would give you a, after the game, it would give you a scoring summary. Uh, the only time you get the score summary is immediately after the game before you hit finish. Uh, once you hit finish, all you get is the box score and the player stats. So you don't know who scored what, which quarter, um, which is a little frustrating, but I guess by that point it doesn't really matter. Um, you can kind of get an idea. Um, Panthers did have three turnovers, so that probably played a little bit of a role. Um, they only had four yards rushing, but had 155 passing. Um, I know the Panthers have a have a pretty decent team. Um, unfortunately for most everybody else, Cleveland, I believe, is still playing all pretty much superstar X-Factor players on defense, um, which kind of I mean, if you're, if you're going to look at it as far as you look at a talent level and you say, oh, your entire defense is X-Factor players, that pretty much gives the Browns a huge advantage over everybody else because not everybody else has all X-Factor players on defense. Um, so, you know, combine that, combine an all X-Factor defense with the typical defense of game that the Browns call – not out it's not outside the rules but it does kind of give them advantage just from a talent standpoint because they've got better you know talent wise as far as the computer is concerned they've got the better players um doesn't mean it helps much in a head-to-head game but um i'm sure a few of those x-factor players made made an impact on this game um like i said i didn't watch it so all i can really look at is the score which is 41 to 7 uh coming up in the third quarter of the season for the browns they will have back-to-back home games against the brooklyn bulls and then the uh oakland raiders Uh, and then in weeks 11 through 13 they will have two road games against the uh chicago blues and division rifle bengals and then week 13, they'll have a home game against the Atlanta Falcons. Um, so looks like it's the Browns' year to play the NFC South. So if they pick up wins over the Blues and Falcons, that could help the Panthers out with that division. Um, and we'll get a look later to see if they really need that help. Um, I don't think... Okay, yep, they've... So they've already got one victory over the Bengals. It was at home. Um I don't imagine they won't be able to probably pick up that victory in Cincinnati either, or I'm pretty sure they'll probably be able to pick that one up. I don't. Um, the only one that might be in real life, we'd call it a trap game, might be the uh, uh, Raiders matchup in Week Ten, um, unless the Raiders have hit their you know slump of the end of the season already, which we'll get a look at here in a minute. Um, but all those games probably pretty winnable for the Browns. 
Um, I don't know how many user games uh, Cleveland has left. Um, looks like they've already played three, so they've only got one left. So none of those games will be a user-played game. Um, so they might lose one or two of them by simulation, but we'll we'll have to wait and see when we get to the get to that point. Um, but um, good start for the Browns um, with so many teams being undefeated to go this year. It might be kind of interesting coming down the stretch because I think we got some user games coming up that'll play a role in how the playoffs really finally form up. Uh, moving on to Kansas City. Uh, through the first half of the season, Kansas City is 7-0. and um, They picked up a home victory over the Cardinals, a road victory over the Seahawks, and then a home victory over the Steelers, uh, and then had their bye week in week 8. Um, so coming up out of the bye week, the Chiefs will play the 49ers at home, travel to Cincinnati, Denver, and Los Angeles Rams all in a row, uh, and then come home for the return matchup with Denver in Week 13. Um, so a couple of big division games uh, coming up in the third quarter of the season. Um, I'm pretty sure Denver was the third-place team, uh, at least at the end of the first quarter they were. I don't really think they've probably done – I don't recall them doing much to, you know, raise their position much or to really be posing a threat to Kansas City at this point. Um, the Raiders match up in week, what was it, week four, I think. Yeah, week four, that was, uh, Chiefs and Raiders were tied at that point. So the Raiders were the closest threat the Chiefs had. Like I said, I'm not real sure where they're at right now, so we'll take a look at that. Um, but... Like the Browns, good start to the season being undefeated. Um, Chiefs have only played two user games so far, so they've still got two to go. Um, they do have another head-to-head matchup coming up later in the season, I think. Well, I, I know they do, so they've got one other game that they can play. Um, and that one will kind of come down to probably see how this quarter of the season goes and see if they need to use it or where they want to use it. Um, my strategy typically if when I've got a year where I've only got like, you know, two head-to-head games is I try to, you know, save them for development. And uh, typically in my experience, I usually get pushed for the division a little bit sometimes. So I try to save it for, you know, whatever team happens to be in second place. And if we're close, I try to use it to, you know, get me the advantage over that team or at least to keep me in the race. Um, So uh, this year I used one for a development game. Um, So I've got one more head. First one was a head-to-head, a development game, and then I've got two more to use. Uh, Unless I get another development game, it'll probably be probably against a division rival just to probably use it. Um, We'll see. Um, But good start for Kansas City. Um, moving on to the Patriots. Oops, not the Panthers, Patriots. Uh, through the first half of the season, let's see at the end of the first quarter, they were 2-2. Two and two. So through the first half, they're 5-2 and two now. 
Um, in that second quarter of the season, they picked up a road win in Buffalo against the Bills, had their bye week in week six, uh, picked up a victory over the Colts in week seven, and a victory over the Jets in in New York in week eight. Um, so that's a nice little three-game winning streak they've got going on now. Uh, coming up in the third quarter of the season, the Patriots will travel to Houston to take on the Texans, then travel to Miami for a divisional game against the Dolphins. Uh, they'll play the Brooklyn Bulls in Week 11, in Minnesota in Week 12, and then at home against the division rival Bills in Week 13. Uh, I think last, at the end of the first quarter, I think the Bills were the, in the lead in that division. Um, so that Bills game could be fairly important. Uh, we'll have to look at the standings to see how how important it really might be. Um, but after a 2-2 two and two start, looks like the Patriots have righted the ship, so to speak, and are back to their normal simulating wins um let's go look at the afc standings to this point um, at the halfway point of the season uh, in the afc north at 7-0 the browns are in the lead in their division um the ravens are the second place team and they're tied with the bengals both teams are three and four uh, and the Steelers are rounding out in the basement at two and six in that division. Um, so with a five, with a four-game lead at the halfway point, looking like the Browns will definitely win their division. Uh, moving on to the AFC East, the Patriots at five and two are now in the lead in that division. Um, by a game over the by the game over the Jets, uh, the Jets are in second at five and three. Uh, so, not real sure. The Jets are probably just now coming off their bye week, probably, uh, which is why they've played eight games to the Patriots seven. Um, uh, then the Bills are in third place at three and five, and the Dolphins are in last at one and six. Um, so, looks like. The Jets are probably the ones that might push the Patriots, um, so that matchup with the Jets is going to be pretty huge. Um, but, again, three straight wins. Looks like the Patriots righted the ship. I don't see, with their track record of simulated wins, I imagine now that they're in first place, they'll probably hold on to it pretty easily. Um and then looking at the AFC West, Kansas City is leading that division at 7-0. and uh, The Raiders are in second at 5-2, uh, and the Chiefs have already beaten them once. Uh, so depending on how the two Bronco games go, uh, the Broncos are 2-5 and five and the Chargers are 2-5. and five. Um, If the Broncos somehow win both of those and the Raiders were to catch with the Chiefs, might make that... that uh, next game between the Chiefs and Raiders would be kind of big, um, but I don't at two and five. I don't really think the Broncos are probably going to push the Chiefs too much, um, but we'll see how it goes. Um, but good, good start or good, good halfway point for all three AFC teams. 
Um, if we started the playoffs today, uh, Chiefs would have still have the one seed over the over the Browns, even though both teams are seven and zero. Um, so their matchup later in the year will have some playoff seeding implications for sure. Um, the Patriots would then be the three seed at five and two. Um, and the Brooklyn Bulls would be the four seed at five and three. The Raiders would get the first wild card spot at five and two, followed by the Jets at five and three. Um, and that that right now is easily what the playoff picture would look like because the next team is the Ravens, who are three and four, uh, and everybody else is three and four and worse from there on down. Um, so. At the moment, the playoff picture in the AFC is fairly well set. Really, the only fluctuation will be, um, or at least the biggest impact on the current picture will be that Chiefs-Browns game later in the year. Um, but a lot could happen in this third quarter of the season, so it may not be as you know impactful by that point, depending on how this stretch of games goes. Um, but, you know... All three of your teams would be the top three seeds in the playoffs. Um, so congratulations to them, or at least at this point. Um, going back to look at the NFC side of things. Starting off with the Packers through the first half of the season. Let's see, at the end of the first quarter, they were undefeated 4-0. Uh, through the second quarter of the season to the halfway point, they are now, let's see, four. They are seven and one. Um, let's see, let's see what happened here. They picked up home wins over the Lions and Bears in weeks five and six. Um, big division wins for them. Uh, lost a home game to the Cardinals in week seven. And then picked up a division win over the Vikings in week eight. Uh, kicking off the third quarter of the season, they'll be on their bye week. Uh, week 10, they will travel to Detroit for that return matchup with the Lions. Uh, and then they'll play at home against the Jets, Niners, and Vikings through the remainder of the third quarter of the season. Um, so a couple of big division games coming up for them. Um, had a couple of three division games there in the second quarter of the season um so good job getting wins over them um 23 23-6 loss to the cardinals um might have been you know that trap game kind of situation i was talking about earlier um the cardinals record doesn't really show i think right now that they really are one of the better teams still in the NFC, even with their, you know, losses the last couple of years due to cap issues and, you know, free agency and stuff. Um, I mean, that was, when you got an X-Factor quarterback, you know, that, that kind of, kind of can make a difference. Um, I know when I played, I had my development game against the Cardinals, actually, and, you know, it's, it's one of those things that when you, it doesn't matter what you do on, you know, first and second down, I don't care if you sack him two times in a row. X-Factor quarterbacks on third downs can usually find a way most of the time to make a play or, you know, 
they they rise to the occasion to make plays a little more often than maybe another quarterback would that's not x factor um so that that helps them out a little bit um kind of masks their issues once in a while um but that could be a playoff you know that game could have been a playoff preview um it was not a user played game it was simulated so come playoff time it will definitely be user user played um which at this point any user game against the computer i give the edge to the user i mean i don't think any of us really don't feel confident in being able to beat the computer at this point um so coming up got some more tough division games coming up for the packers um and we'll kind of see where they're sitting after we take a look at the panthers uh through the first half of the season the panthers as well are seven and one um They picked up in the second half or second quarter of the season. They picked up a division win over the Falcons at home. Uh, went into Cincinnati and Philly and picked up wins over those two teams. Uh, and then in week eight, had a home game against the Browns, which, as we've already discussed, was a loss. Um, so that's their um, lone blemish on the year. Uh, coming up in the third quarter, week nine is their bye week. Uh, week 10, they'll have a division matchup in Atlanta with the Falcons. Then they'll go to Dallas to play the Cowboys, uh, have a comeback home to play the Giants, and then travel to New Orleans for a division game with the Saints. Uh, so a couple division games coming up for them in this stretch. Um, when we get to the injuries, we'll kind of see if maybe this bye week will be you know, good from an injury standpoint to get a couple of guys back. I know they had a couple of guys hurt earlier in the year. Uh, I believe one of them might be about ready to come back, and I believe the other one's out for a little bit longer, but we'll, we'll reconfirm that when we get to there. Uh, looking at the NFC picture right now, as far as standings go, in the NFC North, the Packers are in first place at 7-1. and one. Lions are in second at 4-3, and three, tied with the Bears. Uh, and then the Vikings round that one out at 1-7. and seven. Um, so it looks like the Packers have control of that division um, at this point. Um, don't really think any of those, they'll get pushed too hard for that lead with three games. Uh, moving on to the NFC South, the Panthers at 7-1 and one lead their division by three games. The Saints are second at 4-3. and three. Uh, Falcons are 3-4 and four and the Blues are 1-7. and seven. Um, so all four or all five user teams are leading their division right now. Um, if the NFC, well, if the playoffs started today, the NFC seeding would be, uh, the 49ers at seven and zero would have the one seed, uh, followed by the Panthers at the two at seven and one, the Packers in the three at seven and one. Uh, the Cowboys would be the fourth at five and two, followed by the Seahawks and Redskins at f or the Seahawks and the uh, Washington Football Team at five and three apiece. So those would be your first two wild card spots. Um, the Lions are Lions, Saints, and Bears are still 
in the hunt for the one for the wild card. They're all four and three. Um, and I, you know, the two, three, and four teams, Falcons and Giants, probably statistically still have a shot at the wild at a wild card spot. Um, as far as any of these teams winning their divisions, I don't see it happening. Um, so the wild card will be the best they get. I don't see any of these teams giving up their leads in their divisions. Or even if it gets close, not, you know, except for maybe the Browns who only have one user game left. Everybody else probably, well, no, I believe the Patriots don't have any user games either. Um, so the Packers, Panthers, and Chiefs all have, I think, a game left they could use to probably make sure they win their divisions. Um, so that 49ers Chiefs matchup of undefeated teams kind of could affect both teams, you know, going forward as far as the seeding goes. Um, I don't know if the Packers or Panthers play the 49ers at all. Um, but with a loss, both of them may leapfrog the 49ers. I guess it depends on how they do. And well, the Panthers would stay at seven and one. They're on their bye week. The Packers, it would, you know, depend. I think they might be on their bye week too. Um, but yeah, that Chiefs Niners at least is an early kind of matchup um, impact game. Um, moving on to the injury reports, we'll see if anybody significant is out uh, for the Cleveland Browns. Devon Irwin, their halfback, is out for three more weeks with an ab- with an abdominal abdominal tear. Um, so unfortunately, I believe that means he'll be back in time for the Chiefs game. I'm not real sure when he got hurt. Might have been against the Panthers. Might have been before the Panthers game. Um, well, it had to be an ab tear. It's usually about a seven-week injury. So he's been out for probably four weeks already. Um, but probably... And knowing the Browns losing him probably wasn't a huge blow to their offensive machine. Um, moving on to the Chiefs. Chiefs have nobody on the injury report. Um, the Patriots have nobody injured. Uh, the Packers, uh, strong safety Tracy Fitzgerald is out for two more weeks with a foot fracture. Um, so he's probably already been out about five weeks, if not maybe a couple of games longer than that um so he'll be back i believe later in the season the packers and panthers have to play so they'll have him back for that game um and looking at the panthers the panthers uh their halfback only has one more game left on the disabled list or on the injury list uh he will be so he'll be back in week 10 so for him, bye week is good. It's the last week he's got to be out. Um, Dennis Bear, their corner, has a broken ankle. He's out 11 more weeks, so I believe, yeah, he'll miss the he'll miss the rest of the se- regular season. At least he might get back later in the playoffs, depending on how deep of a run the Panthers put together. Um, but at least for the regular season, they will be without him at 70 overall. Uh, and at age 24, I don't know how much he was playing. Um, 
but you know, other than the Browns game, it doesn't look like he was impacting their defense too much. And you know, not knowing where he was on the depth chart before he got hurt doesn't mean he would have had much impact on that Browns game either. Um, so relatively, everybody's healthy at this point. Um, with so many teams either only having, you know, being undefeated still, they're only having one or two losses. Uh, it's going to make for an interesting stretch run uh, and could make for some interesting early early playoff matchups. Um, so that's our report for the, for the halfway point of the 2042 season. Uh, we'll see how things get shook up in the third quarter. Heading into the stretch, heading into the final quarter and stretch run for the playoffs. Um, got a couple of big user games, I think, coming up in the fourth quarter. So, be kind of kind of fun to see where we're at. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, if you have any, you know, questions about football in general, um, send me send me a message or um, call in a question. Um, I'll answer it. Uh, same goes for like injury questions and recovery times and stuff like that. Um, until next time. <laughs>